Today is Sunday, May 27th, 2018, and this is Radio Free New England, Just the Features. Today we feature an interview with Instant Karma's founder, Cole Bales. Great tune to lead us into Give Me Freedom by band Instant Karma. We've got the interview with Cole Bales coming up right after this tune. Check this out. If you don't like this, you're probably not breathing. off the presses and that's no metaphor that's instant karma's new 45 release that's right they made a 45 record out of give me freedom and a tune that i'll play in a little bit called shine on but first i'm gonna introduce you to cole bales the lead singer and one of the founders of instant karma when did your interest in music start like when did this sort of creative urge for you develop uh well 
I've been into music for most of my life. My my dad has always been huge into like the Eagles and and Garth Brooks and stuff like that. So I've been listening to that since I was really young. But um, I think the first time I decided that I I wanted to I don't know make music was when I heard uh, the Rolling Stones' "Exile on Main Street." What about the Rolling Stones really stuck out to you or sort of changed that like perspective for you? Well, I I heard the Stones before, like uh, you know, Honky Tonk Woman and Jumpin' Jack Flash and stuff they played in the radio, and honestly didn't didn't love them. But uh, when I heard Exile, I don't know, there's just something about the way that was recorded, you know, down in that basement in Elkhart. It was just it was gritty, and it was uh, I don't know, it was different than anything I've ever heard. And I decided that I wanted to at that time I I just wanted to make music like that because I I wouldn't hear anything else like that, you know. That sort of gritty sound is something that definitely comes through with um, your latest release on 45. And I want to know, like, is yeah. that still something that impacts you when you're thinking about songwriting and producing music? Uh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. I mean, and nowadays, you know, that grittiness comes from uh, a lot of the, uh, like, Muscle Shoals and, and Stax recordings, the way they did things, you know, live in one room, straight to tape, minimal mics. That's pretty much the way we recorded these two tracks as well. That's really cool. So... Do you have any music writing training or, or background, or is this something that you've just sort of picked up as you've gone along? But not any training that has really sunk in, you know. I mean, like, I was in choir and band and stuff, but I, I couldn't read sheet music to save my life. Um, so, I mean, it's really just been from listening to music, you know, that I think all of us in the band have learned. Wow, so you've released several albums, and, and you've you've written that music, and you're saying that you've written it sort of just from sound as opposed to any sort of music theory? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, we, you know, we know, you know, uh, the basics. <laughs> if the song's an A, we play an A, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's just we, we, we hear what we like and we try and play that. Your sound from the first couple albums on, on Bandcamp to the most recent releases has changed quite a bit. Can you talk a little bit about why or how that change has, has occurred, what the evolution was like? Well, I don't know what all you listen to, but uh, the first couple songs I think we have on there are completely different uh, rhythm section. Our, our our bass player and drummer actually quit basically the, the night before uh, we started recording that EP, Trying to Find My Mind. Mm -hmm. And uh, the guy who was producing the uh, EP was actually the guy who is now our drummer. Um, we just kind of asked him if he'd be willing to drum on the record and Basically, that's that's who we ended up with, and and you know, Zach is is amazing, you know. But uh, he produced that entire record and drummed on it. And that sound is definitely like what you were talking about before. The Stones' sort of departure from some of their earlier radio hits. What went into creating the the vibe? Did you do the lyrics first? Did you come up with the licks first? What was going on with with those two? Uh, well, with uh, with Freedom, the A side on this forty five, we've all been getting into uh, Afro-funk quite a bit. We just told Zach to play an Afro-funk beat. And I think he was actually getting kind of frustrated because we kept telling him to play all these different beats, and we don't know how to speak drummer, so kind of just making a lot of noises with our mouth and stuff. And So he finally just played the 16th beat, I think, almost like pissed off and just like joking around with us. And we said, no, that's, that's awesome. Let's do that. And we just kind of created a groove around that, which is normally how we write most songs. Um... And it's kind of almost something I just wrote by myself on acoustic guitar, but I think importantly that, I mean, most importantly, it's, it's the groove we create, you know, as a band that kind of determines the feel of the song. 
So you're so you're one of those bands that will create that groove, create that music, and then sort of fit the lyrics into it. How does how does that work? Yeah, well, usually, uh, well, you know, get that that groove, you know, on, on recording, you know, like on my phone or something, and I'll write the lyrics, you know, by myself, uh, you know, just kind of riding around the car or something like that. And with freedom, I just kind of, I don't know, I wanted to write something that felt maybe like, you know, kind of lyrics that were akin to the kind of Afro-funk feel, the revolutionary feel, you know, that we're grooving to, and maybe something that, like, the staple singers would write as far as, like, lyrically. Do you think that's important right now, given where we are as a country? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I think it's it's timely. I, I, I wouldn't claim to be, you know, anybody who could write, like, a meaningful protest song, you know. <laughs> Um, but I think that was definitely kind of the feel I was, I was trying to get across the best way I could. So how much of sort of what's in the air or what you're feeling at any given moment goes into either the creation of, of those grooves or into the lyrics? Well, I mean, I, I think the, the atmosphere, you know, not just politically, but um, I, I think that there's a lot of strife and, and divisiveness, you know, in, in the world right now. And I mean, for for lots of artists, you can see like like Kendrick Lamar, and and a lot, a lot of people are saying it's better than I ever could, you know. But I think it's been it's, it's kind of like the '60s where that political climate, I think, just kind of compels you to say something, you know, or maybe makes you feel more creative in that aspect to say something like politically conscious. And you're right; there certainly are a lot of musicians that are are taking the opportunity to do that now. Do you think it's important for for music and artists in general to play a role in that? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, you know, again, if you look back at the '60s, there was like the staple singers and all that. I think they were just as important, as important as people like you know Martin Luther King, as far as just getting through to people, maybe individually to make a change. You know, mm-hmm. you talk about the the Stones and their um, sort of more not necessarily obscure, but certainly their less mainstream stuff, and also you're talking about the staple singers and and folks that were a little. And certainly Afrofunk too, which was a little bit more counterculture and a little bit more out of the mainstream. Is that something that's like an ethos for you guys that you that you believe strongly in is to be um, sort of a little bit outside of the mainstream? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I mean, we we're just avid record collectors. We we love pretty much everything, but I mean, we've always kind of had a, a soft spot for those people who are doing something you know completely different and maybe against the grain of what anybody else was doing and. I mean, and, and we, to a certain extent, you know, kind of feel like, you know, that's that's kind of our motto too. And that, you know, we don't use a whole bunch of mics on on the drums, and and you know, I'm not like a traditionally good singer. I mean, it all kind of goes into it where, you know, I wouldn't call it a punk attitude, but it's this kind of attitude of like, you don't necessarily have to fit into a certain category to make music. One of the one of the other things that really struck me is. You talked about Afropunk a bit. You talk about a lot of these 60s and early 70s influences. What do you think about that type of music has staying power? Because you guys, for sure, uh, Alabama Shakes, uh, Nathaniel Rakeleff, there's a lot of folks who are who are sort of inspired by that sound. What gives it that sort of power, do you think? I mean, I think, I think it says a lot of different things to different people. You know, I mean, for one, those kind of grooves are just timeless. I mean, it's that kind of music that we try to get across where no matter who you are or what kind of music you're into, there's just that, that danceable vibe. I think that, you know, kind of 
would, you know, just get anybody in the room moving. I mean, there's that aspect of it, but there's also, you know, like you brought up that kind of anti-establishment political message that I think resonates regardless of where you are in the world or, you know, what age you are. I want to close with, with a couple of questions. The first is what is your, your biggest dream for yourself as a musician and also for instant karma? Um, well, I mean, this is definitely something I, I want to do for a living. Like I said, I mean, the, the scope of it, you know, is, is this is my life. This is what I want to do, you know? And, uh, I hope that Instant Karma can keep making the music that we want to make and, and, you know, maybe keep pushing forward and doing something, doing something new, you know? Um, something like, I don't know, have, have you heard the, uh, the, the new Arctic Monkeys album? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. You know, something like that is something that, I mean, I think it takes a lot of, a lot of guts to make because it's, it's, it's just nearly never been done before, you know, and you may mm -hmm. piss off your fans doing it, but. I mean, I respect that a lot. You know, I like when artists change, so I hope to do that with our music, and I hope that people like it enough that they'll keep listening and we keep get the playing shows. Yeah, that's you know, that's a really good point. When you sort of make the departure, it seems like some some fans, some people who are really following a band, will sort of go that go to that place with the band and will say, "Yes, oh, that's so great that you took this creative leap," and then it's like other fans sometimes feel betrayed by it. How do you how do you sort of reconcile that? I don't think you can. I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Black Keys fan, too, and I, I've seen that happen with a lot of Black Keys fans. And, I mean, you know, it's kind of like if, if those fans, you obviously appreciate them, you know, um, but if, if they like the older records, the older records are always going to be there. But, I mean, for me as a fan, I, I don't like it when artists stay stagnant. you got to change, you know, as the artist and I think for the fans. we got more of that interview with Cole Bales coming up. First, here's that Staples Singers-inspired song. Try saying that 10 times fast. Shine on off of the B-side of that 45 featuring Give Me Freedom.
is one heck of a B-side that's Shine On from Instant Karma. We're back with Cole Bales, and he says one of his inspirations is gospel music. I think the gospel thing is, is more, I don't know, definitely on the musical side. You know, I, I grew up, you know, going to like, like a Baptist church, but I'm not really spiritual by any means or religious, but I mean, something about the music and, and the faith of the people who sing it has always kind of gotten to me, and and like I said, I just really love like the staple singers and mm-hmm. and Aretha's gospel stuff, Elvis's gospel stuff, uh, you know, all, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and honestly, we've never really been able to accomplish it, you know, the way I wanted to until we had the uh, the two background singers, the the implications that are on the record. And finally, I said, you know what, that sounds halfway gospel. <laughs> yeah, they're great, by the way. That was I thought it, it sort of added a whole nother layer, uh, almost like rounded out rounded out the song we we've been playing with them on a lot of shows too and i think people definitely responded differently i mean they they, they love them you know that's caitlin walker and grace griffin uh singing and uh i think they just make us sound classier overall <laughs> definitely gives you a deeper appreciation for the song one of the neat things that i saw when i was checking out your your band camp page was that you do offer a, a 45 of your of your two latest songs, Freedom and Shine On. And was that like a purposeful decision, or is it just because vinyl sort of back in vogue? Like I, That was, yeah, absolutely purposeful. That's what we've always wanted to do, you know, um, and just never really had the means to do it. Um, and so Chris, our producer, offered those means. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it, it, to me, it doesn't feel real until it's on vinyl, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's definitely the preferred way to listen to music for me you know so t- tell me about your record collection if there was a fire and you had to save three <laughs> which three would you save <laughs> that's that's a rough question Chris. uh <laughs> well exile would obviously be in there that's that's got to be in there um maybe brothers by the black keys and oof, that's a tough one Honestly, I mean, I hate to say it, but I'd probably have to choose a Stones record. I'd probably have to take Sticky Fingers with me, too. Mm, that's Those are like my one. Desert Island picks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where can we find your music? So if people want to support you and, and, and buy your music, buy your T-shirts, where where can they do that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, they could go to instantkarmakc.com and find our music there. Or it's available through our, our band camp as well. Um, all the records you know, we've been talking about are on there. And- awesome. All right, well, this has been a lot of fun. This has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for talking to me, and thanks for having us on your podcast. I appreciate it. That's Cole Bales of Instant Karma. You can check him out at instantkarmakc.com or on their band camp page where you can grab a copy of that 45 that he was talking about with Give Me Freedom and Shine On. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to check out more, hit us up at rfne.org, where you can check out archives of past episodes. You can link to our full broadcast, including some great music. And you can also check out RFNE gear at our cafe press site. Please subscribe to the podcast if you want to hear episodes delivered to you every week.